0: morning good morning welcome to morning coffee i'm jess and i'm james hi jess
1: hi james it's been a really long
0: time yeah we skipped the past couple weeks podcasting i was trying to remember why i think one of the weekends we were in toronto
1: yeah we were traveling and then we were just, just living life
0: just having a weekend <laughs>
1: Seeing family. When was the last time we podcasted?
0: I think it was like two weeks ago.
1: Oh, that's it? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're back from our break.
0: Yeah. Took a little break. Had pretty busy weekends. And we're also doing this in the evening. Today. Just today. Good evening. Good evening. (laughs) So
1: So, what do we do this week? What was remarkable this week?
0: uh, Well, we've been getting in the Christmas mood. Mm. Uh, I have been going off on decorations, apparently. It started off with a box of lights that my dad gave me, and then it turned into a bunch of lights, and then it turned into me getting these smart lights that change colors, (laughs) and...
1: We also, it turned into James getting a tree um,
0: Got a tree, a, a fake plastic tree from my mom's house And reminds me I was supposed to put some colored lights on them today So, But I've been playing around this, this whole morning So the reason why we're podcasting in the evening is because I spent all morning Putting the lights up around our windows And playing around with this smart light that changes all these colors And you do different patterns on it Playing mm-hmm. around with that and it's just fun. And we had Christmas music playing in the background, too. But mm-hmm. really put me in the mood.
1: Yeah, I found out this year that James loves Christmas. I think he, like, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. But just from the outside in, you, like, really are enjoying the act of decorating, which is very cute to see. Um, growing up, like, I was never, that you know, our family never really Christ- like celebrated Christmas like that. We never had a tree. Um, and so it's it's really cute to see this you know happen in our home and just for some context like you know i think this is our first year really going in like last year james dipped a toe in by buying this like baby tree like a real tree and we put it by the window um but prior to that like once a year you'd pull out this like tiny plastic tree that had one ornament on it and that was like the extent of your celebration um so i think it's really cute i think it's super cute to see you like so proud every time we go outside and you look into the window you're like admiring your work and it's freaking cute it
0: looks so cool from the street (laughs) yeah uh but yeah i feel like because like we love our home now yeah. like you feel the need to want to decorate it yeah and you know in my old apartment you know I never was really crazy about that apartment I was just like oh it's just a place that I sleep and now that we have an apartment that I just love being in and I love looking at it makes it even more
1: it's a motivating
0: home. to yeah. decorate and just you know yeah. spruce it up for for a season or yeah, get in the mood. So yeah. I think I've been elevating my interest in Christmas decorations as the, the years have gone on. Yeah. I don't know where I'll be next year.
1: Oh, God. It's probably going <laughs> to yeah. ramp
0: it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think next year we might actually get a real big Christmas tree maybe. I, th- I think we just need to figure out a place for it because right now I don't even know where we're going to put this plastic tree. I think the place that I have it right now is precarious. not its final resting place.
1: <laughs> it's your world, baby. I'm just living in it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just support your joy. Um, yeah, it's really cute. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me today was after we put the lights up and it was it was like a super rainy, gloomy day. There's no sunlight. Like, you know, it's winter, so it gets dark a lot earlier. And having all of these lights on and just like you know the christmas music we were playing it was kind of like jazzy coffee house kind of christmas music and i think just like sitting down and vibing out with all of these lights um, made me feel really warm inside and really cozy inside and you know it made me think a lot about how like environment is such like a huge i'm super sensitive to environment and i love like you know, making my environment around me um, really calm and cozy. And one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, my friend Bijou, every winter, she goes back to Denmark to hang out with her mom um, for a few months. And she comes back in the summer, in, in the spring. And, you know, the Danes go real hard <laughs> with with Christmas. And, you know, they also have really long nights. And, you know, there's, their sun goes down really early and it's very, very cold. They're very north. So for them, like Christmas is almost like necessary for sanity yeah. and joy, like just to find any hope of joy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I definitely like realize that now uh, as I was setting up the lights. And, you know, the lights don't look as great during the daytime, but they look amazing at night. And when you think about that, since there is a lot more darkness in the winter, yeah. putting up lights, dressing things up, like actually makes the night cute and like yeah, adorable. Like cozy, yeah, yeah. So you kind of turn what ends up being a long time of darkness into a pleasant long time yeah. of darkness, and it's I get it now. Yeah, amazing yeah. how you know decorations and like yeah, just changing the environment. You're you're stuck with this darkness. You can't make the sun stay out longer but what you can do is just make the dark a little bit nicer with all the lights and stuff so i I realized that when you're telling me that i was like yeah i get it now because Mm. these lights don't look as great in the daytime but at night it's great and now that we have a lot of hours of of nighttime get to like bask in this like nice environment that created
1: yeah or even honestly rainy days like we did have it on during the day and, you know, to me, it it's just such, like, a cute backdrop. It, it's such a cute, like, foref- foreground to this gray backdrop. It makes the rain look romantic. I get it. I yeah. get it.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, to the <laughs> point of, like, environment, like, I've spent also the last couple weeks oh, yeah. revamping my... Workstation,
1: Mm So
0: I kind of also went ham on Black Friday because there's so many sales. I got like amazing deal on a standing desk and I was like waiting for a standing desk because now I'm like full time working at home and I just had the desk that I brought over for my studio and I was like, you have a standing desk? And I was kind of jealous. I was like, oh, "Oh, you get to stand. (laughs) Uh, I want to. We
1: found like a really cheap one that's super beautiful and cute and functional
0: for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So once I got set up that desk, I started basically revamping my entire workstation. I also got a new monitor because I've been using the same old monitor for like years and years and years. I finally like upgraded to a really nice like Apple display. So I took it as an opportunity to basically clear out my entire desk and I started like just you know cleaning it up and mm-hmm. just setting it up in a way that will make me feel better because now that I'm working full time again, I'm going to be spending eight plus hours at home at my desk. And yeah, yeah, it's a fully remote job. So yeah, just kind of changing your environment will, you know, make you feel better and, you know, change your mood as you're working. And uh, in some ways, yeah, I also feel like it could also influence me and making me a little bit more productive.
1: Yeah. Would you say you've always been somebody who was like sensitive to your environment or felt that like your environment made a difference in your output and the way you showed up in the world?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always like sort of taken a care to my workstation. Even when I was in the office, I would try to like clean up my desk, like make it like very minimal and not cluttered. I think that was, that's the one thing I, tend to clutter things but i try every like once a month to just Mm. clear everything out even if it's just like shoving everything in a desk just to keep my like general work area clean yeah because i'm a designer so if i work in like clutter Mm. it just affects me and it makes me feel cluttered yeah like I feels like i have a cluttered mind and i can't like design nice things because my space is not nice yeah so I think that that's super important um, to just have a clean workspace. So mm. you don't, well, at least for me, if I have a clutter, it will just you know, bring more anxiety and chaos to my mind and I can't have that while I'm like, yeah. working on a project.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because I'm thinking back to when I first met you and you know I first kind of went into your like bachelor, bachelor pad apartment. <laughs> Is it okay if I say it? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, I... Um, When I I first went to your home, um, this is in the apartment that you had mentioned where you kind of like weren't crazy about your living situation. And it seemed as if like most of the furniture that you had was just like a hodgepodge of like what you were able to get as cheaply as possible. And the only area of your entire apartment that was really like, designed out and grounded and like like aesthetically beautiful was actually your workstation coming to think of it because you had these like two giant graphic prints on the wall behind your monitor you had like a really large you know it was just like set up for you to be able to spend your day and it was beautiful it was like the kind of the statement area of the living room and i think like you kind of gave the rest of your apartment like You just didn't see any value in um like in in changing the environment or adjusting the environment to your taste Mm -hmm. um which is also why i I asked that question but coming to think of it your workspace has always been like the place
0: you cared about yeah it's where i spend most of my time yeah like i told you with my other apartment i was like oh it's just a place to sleep in you know and then i'm mostly out anyway i'm most mostly at work I even I think in those days I stayed at work until like nine p.m. You yeah, know? Like and then I, you were
1: like out partying. And then exactly. You,
0: yeah, I'm actually surprised that I, I I didn't realize that I kept my workstation at that apartment really nice because I didn't I didn't work from home
1: mm. like as much. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, I, I didn't like. I think it was pretty clean.
1: It was the only place in your apartment that had art.
0: Yeah, it's true. I had a, a couple big pieces behind my monitor. Yeah,
1: the rest of your space it was like, you know, just. Functional entirely functional and only your workstation had color and art and that's really what stood out to me I feel that um, it wasn't until the pandemic where we were just stuck at home and I was like really gently bullying you into like changing your furniture and Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: upgrading the bed like getting a headboard, you know, like little changes where you'd walk out you'd walk into your bedroom and you'd be like, oh my god like having a having like a bed with like a headboard you know you started to care more and you would like make your bed every day and you know little shifts in environment started to kind of change the way you felt about your home so like you did say you didn't care about you know it it was just a place that you slept in and whatever but I do think after we started getting furniture that was like very intentional, and getting like a rug that we, you know, we we built this like cohesive, bright, light-colored um, living room that every time we ca- we walk in was like just a delight. Yeah. And it isn't until, in my opinion, it's not until you kind of like invest in your home and make your home feel beautiful and like uh, your it's a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You have with your environment. And you basically tell your home, like, I love you, <laughs> you know, and you invest in it. You start to bond with it a little bit more. And we began to love being home. Yeah, um, You got really sad when you left, right? <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah, I think
0: you taught me a lot about caring about home environment. Because I think when I think about environment, it's all work. My workstation, mm-hmm. like when I'm at work, I clean up my desk. And then even in the pandemic, before we started like investing in like making the house nice and cozy, I had the studio oh, and right. i cared so much about the studio the oh, studio was beautifully was designed yeah yeah but my apartment stayed the same up until you know the pandemic and the studio i decorated and did everything before the pandemic yeah
1: and you you we were able to like decide how you wanted it to flow and what areas of the wall were going to serve what function and you pick the color you
0: know and yeah you and the studio is like
1: loved that. it yeah. there yeah
0: and yeah I, I never thought to extend that philosophy to my home but yeah you really taught me about doing the same thing to your home yeah and yeah it's really like transformed the way I feel at home and I like rest and recover
1: yeah
0: uh, because that matters too. like the environment that you choose for where you relax and rest is super important even to the extent of like hanging up your own artwork so you just like feel good about the stuff that you create (laughs) yeah you forced me to do that (laughs) yeah so yeah and then now in our home like I'm just happy just literally waking up and walking into the living room yeah and yeah like I just love that feeling of opening a door and like seeing a great place and being excited to go in there and sit down and just enjoy the space
1: I'd say that I was never the kind of person that cleaned before i went to bed Mm -hmm. and there's something about i think with this this our our apartment our our home specifically that we're building together like waking up in the morning and stepping into the living room and just seeing the morning light in like a really clean living room makes me feel really good about the rest of my day and i've I've started to do this routine at night call like setting myself for I'm like, oh I'm, I have to set myself up for success in the morning even if that just means like folding the blanket, putting the remote controls away, like yeah. you know shoving all this shit on our dining room table to the side. like I just it, I could be exhausted and I would still try
0: yeah, and, and it, it's yeah. it's crazy because like I think our apartment now is really beautiful. you don't really have to do much to like make it look nice. But, like, my other apartment in Williamsburg was, like, a pre-war, like, creaky, like, look, rotted-looking wood floors <laughs> and, like... You and hated... You are such
1: a hater. Yeah,
0: I never gave it a chance. But I think, like, even with spaces that you might not think are, yeah. like, beautiful, like... I love I pre-war. Know, Personally,
1: yeah. I, I see so much potential in pre-war. I grew up in pre-war. Like, yeah. it's, it's... If you pick the right furniture for it and you, you know... You, ba- you work with it and not against it you can create like really beautiful spaces yeah you, you're you such a hater to your own apartment I mean I'm I didn't like, I didn't so believe cute. in it I just felt
0: like <laughs> yeah. oh this is what I have and like yeah. it, it's not that great so I think you know people might be like oh I can't afford like a nice place it's like oh you could turn any space yes. into like a really nice space just with the right like little furnishings and it doesn't even have to be expensive nope. like CB2 West Elm stuff no like you know picking up some stuff from home goods for like five bucks like could just transform a space from being a place that you're yeah like not happy about being in into something that you can at least have a little smile on your face or like feel a little more cozier
1: yeah i i will say that i know that it's easier said than done i mean like we're both like essentially creatives we're both in a lot of ways designers you're definitely a designer by profession but I think interior design has always been something that like came very easily to me. And a lot of that has to do with like flow and function and, you know, wit- like I don't want to walk around X, Y, Z. But I also think that that skill set comes from being somebody who has always been supremely sensitive to environment. Like I, growing up, You know, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I I had like a fairly chaotic like home environment. We had no doors like I grew up in a railroad apartment like I was there was no space. There was just a lot of clutter. My family we were hoarders like that kind of energy. I lived next to it, like literally next to a train station. So there was like noise pollution and all that stuff. And when I wanted to get work done, I always went to cafes and it was like very specific cafes, and I would like find a seat by the window, and I would, I would scour the like the earth. I would scour like Manhattan for like the vibe, right? And when I had the opportunity to like for the first time make a space mine, um, you know, my grandmother and I shared a floor, and um, you know there was a period of time where we were all kind of like helping take care of her. So she had the master, I had the middle room, my dad slept in the living room and when she passed away i ended up being able to take over that floor and it gave me the first opportunity to be like what do i want this place to feel like what is my routine when i wake up in the morning you know how do i move through the kitchen like that would allow me to organize things a certain way um one of the things i realized too was like I'm I'm saying down to the way the lighting what, like blue light makes me work yellow light makes me relax like that's the kind of stuff that I was incredibly sensitive to and I designed around that sensitivity and every like somehow that made a place really beautiful and I think sometimes when people think about their home environment and designing they start with like a Pinterest board or you know some like visual aesthetic that they want rather than starting from like what do you want to do in this space what makes where does it make you feel good to stand what do you want to be able to do I want to be able to journal you know what I made like a little corner for myself that had like a a booth and like a round table that I can journal and look at the sun like I designed around my desire and I never went back I, I, I'm so sensitive to home environment.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Like definitely staying or sticking to yourself and what you're looking for or looking to do in the space and then understanding your own ticks and your own motivators and using that as like the basis to yeah. sculpt your environment because for you, if you're looking at a space and you're like, oh, I want to be restored in this space or for me with my like workplace workstations I like want to be motivated mm-hmm. and I want to like be able to express my creativity I think we were talking about this before when we we're watching like a home tour where people have a lot of like crazy like things with like a lot of personality in it
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and I think I was watching a YouTube video and somebody explained this and I was like oh that's exactly the way I feel that's kind of why in my workspaces, I do gravitate towards like a little bit more sterile and like, Mm. not too much crazy, like creative color and things. Very
1: minimalist, like black and white. Yeah, Yeah. because
0: I think that if I have a bunch of colorful pieces with like a lot of character in it, it might
1: impart
0: like a a thing on me and it might affect my creativity. So I think up until now, you might realize, you might see like a lot of my spaces are a little bit sterile but it's like kind of working, so you're working in a blank slate yeah. so that you could be creative instead of having other creative things like imparting their creativity on you. Mm. And I never thought about that until I always wondered like, oh yeah, whenever I did Create Spaces, it was always like white and sterile because it's like, yeah, if I had too many, like I do do like that. Like I look at YouTube videos where people have so many colorful things and like crazy quirky things everywhere. and I like that, but not in my place where I'm trying to be creative and output my own creativity. Mm. Um, That's interesting. But I would say in an apartment where I'm not trying to express creativity, I'm just like relaxing on the couch or whatever. Yeah, I'd love to be bombarded with creativity everywhere. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, so those are just things that I think about now where I didn't think about it before until I started like being self-reflective about the, the things that I choose to like gravitate towards when I like create an environment in a space. Um, but yeah, even when you think about relaxing, being cozy, like it could come down to the material. For some reason, like I always think about, oh, what if we had a leather couch or something like that? But for some reason tactile, like mm-hmm. feeling like leather to me is not always comforting. Yeah. Sometimes it's like cold. And yeah. like, I think so. it depends
1: on the leather If you do get like a good Like I've, I've sat in couches That were like some Bizarre deep cognac leather Like worn in and I'd, I'd sink Into it but also that's like A affordability rate most of the yeah. Leather I can't afford is like not good leather And yeah. it does feel cold and sticky And yeah So
0: that stuff is also important like we always think about Interior design as all visuals like what is The style of that yeah. table the style Of that but it comes down to all of the sensory senses. yeah so the materials that you choose the things that you're going to be sitting on and touching all the time and then even down to smells so i have like a oil diffuser
1: you're big on smell yeah, yeah.
0: like when i have a particular smell i like have that santal like once i turn that on and i smell it yeah it like clicks something in my brain to like turn me in a different yeah. mode uh,
1: like so context james has a diffuser by his desk and like i i'm very sensitive to smells and that like i get really dis- like i have a sensitive nose so if something smells too strong like i'll get headaches and stuff but we ended up getting a diffuser because i have this perfume Lalabo, that has a santal base and you ended up getting like find, finding just like the santal um
0: essential oil yeah it was like a hotel scent that they sold and i put it the oil in a nebulizer
1: yeah. yeah, and yeah, like the minute you turn it on, you're like, oh, yeah, it's time to work. Yeah,
0: before I got that at the studio, I was buying candles and yeah. like lighting them. And I think, you know, we'd spend like an hour in home goods in the candle section because I didn't know what scent I liked. And yeah, tried a few of them out. There's like some fruity ones and some sandalwood. Yeah, and they're OK. But I think I had the same reaction to some of the scents. I was like, oh, this is too strong. It's actually giving me a headache. Yeah. But it wasn't until I found that Santel scent that I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. This is a nice scent yeah. that I could like work to.
1: So interesting because for me, it's light. You also have a bowling ball that smells, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you are telling me about that. And and when, you know, we were talking about this and I'm like, yeah, it would make sense because, you know, when i in in, in uh, therapy and counseling, like they talk to get you out of like a like a triggered space or an anxious space you there's like a five senses exercise where i never remember the order of stuff but you'll you know list five things you see and four things you smell and whatever and to me smell was never a grounding thing but i'm imagining like being in the middle of a bowling competition and smelling your ball (laughs) and you know just being completely grounded and like zeroed in on what's in front of you
0: yeah. It's fascinating. So there's Storm the, the company's storm oh, yeah. and they make scented bowling balls. <laughs> and yeah, my ball smells like grapevine, so it smells like grapes. <laughs> my ball it's smells like, like it smells, it smells really good. It smells
1: really good. When you told me you when you told me you got a scented ball, I was like, You got no what but <laughs> it, it makes sense to me now because mm. it's kind of like a high pressure and for the serious bowlers, like
0: bowling is very high, high stakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when it comes back to environment, a lot of people are like, music. They have headphones mm. on and they like turn on study, like low-beat, yeah. lo fi to relax to. I lo-fi need music. To...
1: It's music and light for me. Yeah.
0: So like music is always the obvious one that people are like, yeah, when I throw my headphones on, I like get in the zone and work and do a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's all the senses. Yeah. yeah. Could be light. It could be smell.
1: Yeah.
0: Could be, yeah, visual, like with your eyes. So yeah, everybody yeah. thinks about visual stimulation and then like yeah. audio, but nobody ever thinks about like smell. Yeah taste is there something you eat that... i'm actually
1: i mean you know i never i never actually thought about this until recently but food is actually very much like a sensory seeking activity for me like when i'm when i'm uh like stressed out i actually reach for crunchy foods a lot like carrots and you know mm-hmm. but i don't know if that's environment as much as it's like i've always been a very sensory person um yeah. But yeah, I think uh, environment wise, one of the things that w- there was a period of time where I was advising my friends specifically on workspaces and tiny, tiny living spaces on like how to make X work. And I've like the two I remember most recently um, was a friend who had an office space that she couldn't figure out that was really narrow. And then the other one was like, you know, I want a zoom background for my XY. So it was just like a very fun exercise for me to figure out lighting um the art on the walls just like little recommendations to make a space much more comfortable and i think one of the things that people like don't realize i don't think everybody realizes how much the environment impacts their ability to focus their ability to rest their ability to wake up their ability to go through the day um and i know sometimes that stuff is out of your control like i know that once we have kids for instance like it's just gonna go to fuck all like there's no way we're gonna be able to keep this place calm (laughs) you know no matter what the environment is
0: Mm -hmm. um that's crazy that reminds me of that woman that reached out to me for my youtube video and we helped her she was in brooklyn we went to her like office space yeah and like helped her like think about her space in a different way
1: yeah she said she found your youtube video and she's like my my office is a little bit smaller than yours and i just i have it 90 percent done but i'm stuck Mm-hmm. And that was our first like design project, our first like interior design project that we did for a stranger. It was so much fun. Yeah. Like in another life, like, you know what? If anybody, if any of our friends or like <laughs> listeners like want their workspaces to be yeah. like aligned to them.
0: And what's nice is that like we worked with her. yeah her vision like we didn't just turn it into a replica a carbon copy of what we think yeah i think that's the thing that i like sometimes don't like about youtube when you see like the makeovers and stuff the person comes in and they just basically turn it into their their style their style which maybe the client wants but like yeah you kind of have to work with the person and what like we just said before you have to start with yourself and what are the things that motivates you? What are things that you you like look for in your space or like what kind of feeling do you want?
1: Yeah, I think there's, yeah. There's, there's a few things. One is, you know, always like, what's the emotion you wanna feel when you're here or emotions, right? Cause it's like motivated, restful, all those things. But there's also what do you do, physically yeah. do in this space, right? Because this person, actually mostly needed a like a place for product like she needed a shipping corner yeah she had physical products that she was shipping out she had a display area for them and it and so and her actual time on the computer was not as much and for her it was actually really important for her to be able to be on the floor because she also did yoga there she also ate on the floor so it's like so you know she grounded herself on the floor And the space is quite so and then so that's two. What do you do? What goals do you achieve? And what are your actual actions that you do there? And then three, what are the limitations of the space? So, you know, she had no windows. Um, It was a very long and narrow space. And, you know, there are certain things where, like, you know, if your desk is right by a door, for instance, you're not going to focus because that's a very transitional space. It's a transactional space. You know it you're in and you're out you're constantly moving things putting things down and so when you work with like i don't know if that's considered feng shui but when you work with like the energy of certain corners of your spaces you uh you you shift a little bit better so you know the area by her door we recommend it to be her like shipping area so it's an it's literally an inbox and an outbox and a place where you can like be out the door and in the door Um, your actual workspace is in like a little more grounded area in the middle and you know so all of those things I think to me those are the three top things that go into designing a really good environment for either your home or your office yeah you know yeah
0: super important yeah so I think that's for like yeah our workspaces and, and our homes and yeah even down to stuff like Christmas decorations like I feel great I'm like staring at them right now and I set the lights to like do a Christmas like light show every minute and I like keep staring at it and I'm like happy when it it, like flips over oh I haven't caught it yet (laughs) Uh, I I saw it flip a couple times and I was like really delighted to see that
1: yeah well you're so your objective with that um that sequence that you set on the color changing lights is you actually wanted to be delighted and you wanted to be surprised
0: yeah you asked me like oh why don't you just have it constantly like changing colors and it's like no, I actually have it mostly on just the standard white. We tried to color match the other lights, but every like ten minutes, it'll do like a little bit of a light show.
1: Yeah, and you want you to gotta, be like, oh,
0: yeah, you gotta have like a little elements of of surprise, so yeah. you keep yourself delighted. Yeah, if you stay in a state of constant delight, then nothing is wow. delightful. Deep,
1: wow, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm obviously I, I don't think I've ever resonated as much with being like a cancer sign mm-hmm. as I do in this conversation in that like in especially in this era of my life, the home has never been so important to me. It's like one of the most important things to me, and I believe it's important to everybody, but the home and the fact that when. I design and I want people to think about interior design for them. I want them to think about how they want to feel.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: wanted to feel surprised. And so you may, you worked backwards mm-hmm. from that decision.
0: Yeah, well, I think the rest is just as important as the work. Mm-hmm. So if you create a space that you're happy to rest in and it restores you, then you could go back to work with even more yeah energy and more yeah. excitement because, yeah, when you go home, you're also – yeah restored
1: yeah and you know like like for you I don't know I mean maybe it might be different now but I know that like when we met like my definition of rest was something I thought about a lot because I wasn't able to rest for a really you know so I'm like okay rest is like my home is always gonna be centered around rest and the way that I did that was I would think about the kinds of environments that I rested in which was one cafes and two airbnbs that were designed really well Mm -hmm. and so i began to try to emulate the environments that gave me rest this table here is because every time i'm at a cafe and they have like a window bar it's always some wooden bar and i can sit there drink my coffee and take in the sun Mm -hmm. that's been a dream of mine
0: so Jess is pointing to our window where we just set up a live edge wood narrow table against it, so it looks like a window seat at a cafe.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of problem solving that had to come mm-hmm. into that, and a lot of like waiting, and I do believe manifesting the exact pieces of wood we wanted for an, an, an affordable price. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean
0: that also reminded me we did that trip all... Well, you did the trip and i joined along to chicago where you needed to like change your environment because right. you were in a rut and got a really nice airbnb and they had we'd... a
1: backyard with a lot of plants and a lot of sunlight and yeah. just like beautifully thoughtfully uh laid out space and the backyard is made me is what made me book it it's like this wooden backyard with like surprisingly like a lot of tropical plants and a big table to eat on and write on and think on even in the rain you know yeah oh yeah that's
0: right environment yeah you needed that to change your environment your working environment because you were i was just working from home stuck yeah
1: i was creatively in a creative rut i was in an emotional rut i was like very like stuck identity it was just like a weird place and i was like i need not this place right now and i think we both got to explore different things in that space um, it was a super short trip it was only like a weekend or something right it was we, like 3 yeah. days or something
0: but we went there and we basically pretended like we didn't do it as tourists we just pretended like we we, we lived in chicago yeah and yeah. when i was there i went for a run every morning yeah and then I like came back to the house and went on my computer and went to work yeah and yeah we didn't really go out we kind of spent a lot of the time in the house which is nice to do when you like splurge on a nice uh interior decorated house and yeah it was just kind of fun to like pretend like we lived there for a few days
1: yeah I think uh one of the takeaway we're you know I know we're straying a little bit but I think one of the takeaways from that trip too that or one of the things we explored on that trip was actually being independent together like because like creative I think we were both in a little bit of a creative rut and I was experiencing this weird I had this weird experience of like not being able to like make decisions on my own i don't know i don't know what it was i was just like feeling very um like melded to you and because I, I think we were like building a home together for the first time and there's a certain component of it where like you lose yourself a little bit when you first move in with somebody and we both explored like having creative ideas separately. We both explored you going out for a run without me having to be there and like eating different things
0: because, you know, it was- Oh, I bought so much pizza. Yeah, and I was like,
1: (laughs) I cooked cooked at home. I made some healthy shit. I was like, you know what? You want pizza? Don't plan your meal around me.
0: Mm -hmm. Order that pizza. I like pretty much polish a deep dish pizza all to myself.
1: Every day. And I was like, I'm gonna cook this fucking- pharaoh shit like have have these zucchini you know i i i wanted to do things on my own and i wanted to explore what it meant to do things on my own with you there you know and it was an incredibly restorative trip for me and i i think we only was able to do that because we
0: changed our environment our
1: our relationship retreat
0: that's why any company does like a offset and like Somewhere else, just yeah. somewhere
1: else, you know.
0: Yeah, because if you're in the same place where you do your work, you yeah. can't break out of mm. your thinking and think of different ideas and think of or think of new ideas. Mm. So, yeah, that in itself is just a yeah. change of environment to mm. like elicit different ideas.
1: I guess even not just work, but if you if you do things in the same place that you relationship, you won't. You know, you might not be able to think out of your relationship. So, like, spending a weekend somewhere else at a friend's house. I don't know. But doing a relationship retreat elsewhere, um, I think, was is incredibly powerful for both of us. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, same thing with the studio. Now that I don't have the studio, um, I just do things a little bit differently. Mm. It's nice to have, like, a separate space where that's your... Uh, dedicated space to be creative and do any type of projects. I had like a photo setup so I could do like little photo. I did a thing for Adam's eyeglass shot. Like I just was able to set up anything, make a mess in there, and like experiment. Whereas and like, yeah, I'm separated from home. So I'm not, like, trying to do laundry at the same time Mm -hmm. as working, which is what I do And you also,
1: like, quote-unquote, commute there. You walked there for, like, 15 minutes, you know, which, like, is so... It's a distance.
0: And it allows you to, like, access a different kind of headspace when you work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with working here. I actually enjoy being able to do errands at the same time as, as working, and I also enjoy being able to cook myself a nice cheap meal instead of having to go out and like buy Mm -hmm. food. (laughs) yeah, Um, There there are definitely pluses to it, but when it comes to, yeah, the task at hand, uh, Mm -hmm. it's also a limiting factor in some ways.
1: Yeah, I think one of my dreams is also to have like a studio space where I can just make art. Like it's really hard to bring myself to make art here and i know that that's just like one of the many barriers between me and painting but when i imagine just having this like space where it's just purely dedicated to like there's a mess like artists it's so messy i have you know you have brushes all over the place You like i just want to be able to make mistakes and get messy and clean up after and have like a huge wall where i can like test things out and i've never had that except when i was in school in art school i dream about that still sometimes and i can't reconcile my home space with like a creative painting abstract space
0: just gotta move out of the city Damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i just
1: gotta i gotta get like a like a shed space is expensive here
0: <laughs> yeah dude but yeah i mean the- that's a big thing too like yeah for an art studio it would be nice to just be able to have your whole art set up and paint brushes everywhere and not have to put it away because you have to live in your space
1: yeah and work in the space and yeah. you know
0: I think it goes back to that idea of like lowering the friction which is why I like set up podcast carts and stuff yeah um, get
1: really creative about making it much more accessible Yeah, yeah
0: but I guess that's more of just like workflow oriented versus just environment setup yeah but it's even as simple as like a plant you know like I never had I always plants. have plants
1: on my desk on my work desk <laughs> yeah
0: like that that's something that works for for my synapses too where I didn't have a single plant before but once I started introducing more plants in my life like it does change the environment 100% to just have like another living thing like
1: so much green
0: yeah you know you don't even realize that they take in all your carbon dioxide that you breathe out and, yeah.
1: i also think like psychologically there's something about like nature earthing.
0: that
1: earthing oh yeah <laughs> it's not it's not bring that into this. <laughs> but um no but that's like that's more physical about like you know there's a thing apparently in korean among the korean elders where they're like really big on like starting to put their feet in you know grounding and stuff but I think there's something psychological about having plants and nature in your space that does something for your mood and your brain. I know that there are studies that say when you go out and walk in nature or you're in nature, like your brain fires differently. And so it is like proven to be good for your well-being and mental health. Um, But, you know, even when I was in like the lowest light apartments, I would make a way to have plants everywhere Mm -hmm. they didn't thrive but they existed
0: well (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah yeah you want to do a i I like doing these like flash rounds
1: oh okay yeah 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 i mean you're better at coming up with questions than me so
0: Uh, i'm just gonna i didn't i didn't plan this ahead of time but i was just like thinking it in the back of my head (laughs) yeah um what is the thing that you focus or like what piece of furniture or like element of your home do you value the most in like Mm. affecting
1: in affecting
0: yeah like Like. to change your change your environment like if you were to go into a brand new like living room or bedroom Mm. or whatever like what is the piece of furniture that you think is the most important Mm. to like change up or, or
1: that's interesting I'm going to say that the most important piece of furniture for me to change up is where is whichever it's whichever piece of furniture you will hmm give me a moment to find the words for this um I think the piece of furniture that will most impact your mood and your sense of grounding. Because I think that for me, when it comes to interior design, I I still, I I also believe in like hierarchy in terms of like interior decorating. And I think that you should always have just like one major statement piece that um, anchors the space. And to me, having an anchor is incredibly important. And you know, that might be a rug that anchors all of your light furniture, or it might be a couch that anchors everything around you. But like, it's hard to say it's one piece because it changes depending, you yeah. know. What but is
0: it for you right now?
1: For me right now in this living room, it's probably the couch.
0: For me, I actually think it's our like console. <laughs> our, we have this like very decorative, uh, console where our tv sits on top of and we spent a lot of money on
1: that's, it. that's that is our statement piece that is our anchor for yeah the but like
0: room. yeah whenever i'm sitting on the couch and i look at it i'm like proud of it that's great like it just makes me feel like yeah chill
1: so i don't look at it because it's under a massive tv <laughs> and i personally hate having like giant tvs dominate rooms mm-hmm. um I think it's the best thing we could have done because I, it grounds and
0: anchors the TV. Oh boy, here we go. No, she, no. She's, she's mad at this. I'm not forever. mad at the TV. <laughs> I just,
1: I just forget to look at it because it, it's not the first thing I want to see. Mm-hmm. However, you mean for this living room, I agree that the that the uh, console, or what is it, a media? Media
0: console. Media
1: console is the anchor for this living room. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have that, and if we just had like a regular Ikea piece or, you know, like there wouldn't be an anchor in this, in this living room. Yeah. So to answer your question, I would say generally, any room needs to have one anchoring statement piece.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A grounding statement piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so. What is the most important piece for you in your work place or work setup?
1: Um, I am always really affected by lighting. And so I will always look for lighting that will make me focus. So you know, I have like that three temperature LED light. I always put it on blue when it's time to work. I turn on the light to tell my body that it's time to work. I turn the light off when I'm off the clock. Um, So I always have a light. Even you remember when I was like journaling, I, I found this like little Muji lamp that they only sold in Japan. I had to get it on eBay, but it's like a squishy silicone lamp that when you turn it on, there's a setting where it slowly fades after 30 minutes. And that was my writing lamp. So I would like journal with it and you know, just to get myself into a practice and as the light dimmed, I would like know that it was time to stop journaling. So I you know, it's not the most visual anchor for me, but it is the most important piece on my desk
0: for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. For me, and this is something I just realized and I think it was said when we were talking about workspaces before, and I didn't realize this until recently. But I think for me, the most important part of my like workstation setup is just literally having space. Mm. So literally right before I updated my desk and everything like that, I actually had a very crowded space. I had two monitors that were like like hovering over my desk in my face. And then I also had the, a nice microphone, but it was an, on an arm that I would like, like pull in front of me. And my workspace before was just crowding yeah just like everything came
1: out pretty far it jutted out to the center of the desk exactly and also like airspace like the monitors were high your microphone was high yeah Yeah. so
0: when i like completely redid my desk when i got a new standing desk i like cleared everything out Um, my monitor i put on an arm that's able to go all the way flush back to the wall Mm. and i just have a lot of like breathing room and like space in front of me and, and I realized that, that I like I love that. Mm. Um, so for me, it's like having breathing room and like open air. Yeah. Um, yeah, because people tend to, like designers and everything are like, oh, I need like five monitors and I need this and that and like all these gadgets on my desk. And I was like, I wanna go back to basics and like be as minimal as possible. All I really need is like my monitor mm-hmm. and my keyboard uh i even got that well i got that like little uh shelf thing and i almost like don't want it i'll take it <laughs> but it's kind of nice because i yeah. I, ha- I do have like hard drives and stuff that i want to like hide yeah so so that actually adds to the like cleanliness of my desk yeah um so to me that i've re- valued like clean yes. surface and breathing room yeah and not be crowded by monitors and crowded yeah. by microphones and all that stuff where, you know, I didn't even realize that until literally, like, a few weeks ago when yeah. I, like, completely um, exploded everything on my desk and got rid of a lot of stuff. Yeah,
1: even before that, your your workspace was really narrow. Like, you in, in Brooklyn, your table was, like...
0: It wasn't that deep.
1: Yeah, it was maybe, like, 18 inches deep. Um, and I think for you, you just needed... Then, you thought you just needed your, like, monitors and keyboard and a space for your coffee, and, and that was kind of it. mm mm-hmm. You just made me remember how much I used to value having a wide desk. Not necessarily deep, like I I used, I can work really well with a narrow space, but I used to love having width next to me. But that's also because I would always have like books open and I felt that like wideness allowed my like peripheral create vision and creativity to thrive. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons why I'm like Stuck a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but the other thing too is like I don't want to spend all my time at my desk these days, so like it's it's maybe okay for me to just be in and out mm-hmm. um and you also made me remember that i I like having um a raised platform so that at the end of the day, I would slide my keyboard and my mouse under to like clean my work desk, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I was like that was a funny reminder,
0: yeah. Um. okay what other what is something that you think is super important to environment that a lot of people are overlooking or mm. don't think about
1: mm. Um. two things came to mind one thing is flow I think I think one of the things that people often forget when they're planning out a space is the way that you walk through something so you know when i I hate to keep bringing your brooklyn apartment up but like when you think about how you walk in and you take off your shoes like for me having like shoes by the door is key and you know you had like a shoe rack in the bedroom and the foyer and the living you had like shoes kind of you know in different spaces but like you know just beyond that the way that i move through a kitchen the way that i want to i want to move through a kitchen right that goes into how i lay things out the way that i want to walk into an office like the way that i want to sit down where i where i want to walk you know i don't know if i'm explaining myself clearly but essentially it's like the ux <laughs> of, of like the way people use a space and what will motivate you to move through a space and i think people also don't think about how things don't have to be against a wall you know most of the time everybody will push things against the wall
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're limiting your ability to use your space you're you're prison chaining yourself to your walls mm-hmm. um so that's one and i think the other thing people forget about is lighting I I know that I I mentioned this a lot, but like, I find lamps incredibly important. I think it's really helpful to be able to like turn off my bedroom light, but have a lamp next to my, you know, like Mm. all of these things just kind of fall to the wayside. Um,
0: I know a lot of people who like working in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I was in some offices where people like asked to turn off the lights.
1: I get it because for Mm. them... It allows them to focus entirely on the screen in front of them. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. I would literally drag my desk out to this kitchen sometimes just so that I can face a window with sunlight, you know, Mm -hmm. because I I work the best creatively when I'm in direct light. I work much better logistically and I can get granular about things when I'm facing a wall or in white light. Mm -hmm. It's it's very strange, but I get it.
0: Yeah. For me, it's either like what I've mentioned before, which is smell, Mm. even if it's just having like a little like scented diffuser or whatever, like I think that's pretty important that people don't think about or like, you know, it's under uh, thought about. And the other thing too, which I also realized recently is, um, yeah, just like art or something like Mm. that. So right now I'm looking to like put uh, i have artwork behind me but that's for like my background but i want like art in front of me like so when i'm just sitting there thinking or i just like you know yeah when you think you just like look up like i want to like have something there to like see Um, yeah so
1: and also reminders of things you've done
0: well the art doesn't need to be mine it just Uh, needs to be like something that's visually stimulating yeah i'm all about like stimulation and not too much stimulation like i said before but like motivation like little inspiration little sprinkles of delight delight which is why the the lights are staying boring until like yeah for 30 seconds it, it flashes a bit of color like the empire state building
1: it's funny that you need a dopamine hit basically that's interesting huh i'm also getting this flashback of my brooklyn bedroom when I lived by Prospect, by Proxide. Um, sorry, when I lived by Flatbush, and I had a really dark apartment because it was like on the first floor and it just didn't get any light. And the only art I had up on my walls intentionally had gold flecks in it because I needed those gold flecks to reflect the light. So it's just kind of interesting to realize how important light has always been for me Mm -hmm. it's bizarre anyway go on go on
0: um all right oh i didn't have another question (laughs) set up
1: we can we can stop here if you want (laughs) uh
0: no i need a i need a good one to end on okay (laughs) um all right environment what is what would be like your Final piece of advice to anybody who's looking to change their environment or spruce up their environment that you wish you knew sooner.
1: Hmm.
0: Aside from what you said, like about flow, and I know you probably want to say like think about your flow. Um, It seems so
1: like cheesy, but. Though what's coming to mind right now is to literally stand in different parts of your space and like f- like feel it out. Like, Im- like I would stand in different areas and <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd raise my arms and pretend to type and it would either feel good or it wouldn't, you yeah. know? and i would do this in different parts of the place of the house and i would find a place where it felt good even though it didn't logically make sense and i would work around that um i remember when i was talking with my friend clover who we visited in vancouver you saw her apartment right and do you you remember that area where she had her like sitting area like it was just like that futon mattress on the floor and it was like beautiful with pillows and all of this lights Originally, her table was there, and that was the furthest from the window. And one of the questions I asked her was like, you know, because she didn't feel motivated, and I was like, do you like working near windows? She was like, I really do. And that conversation, I think she was able to kind of like break her, her mindset of like things had to be in certain areas, so. When she imagined when she stood by her window, she felt much more like inspired and motivated. And that area was like a calming, reflective space. And so even though it didn't make sense, that's what she ended up doing. And it worked. Yeah. This also includes the direction of your bed, which wall you're going to put it to. I would like literally stand there and be like, you'll feel it when it feels correct. You Mm -hmm. know, I don't know if that made sense. It
0: does. Yeah, for me it is, and this is specific to work stations and workplaces. I encourage people to always have like something on your desk that reminds you of your childhood. Hmm. So like, I think in, I've just recently started incorporating this, but like now I put like a little matchbox car or something close to my desk. So the, when we went to Seattle, I bought like that little matchbox car. Um, and I put that close to my desk so I could see it. And in the past um, I had, like I remember I went back to my mom's house and I like found like old little cars and I had one little car that I just like grab, like a little matchbox car that I grabbed and I just like put it underneath my monitor. And like having a little thing that like reminds me of my childhood is just like a a grounding element, I guess. Wow. Um, and now I just like, you know, the Matchbox car. I mo- kind of moved it down, but I think I'm gonna bring it back onto my desk and just like have it somewhere. Um, but I encourage people to like try that out. I- I'm like in this like rediscovering my child, my inner child. Um, and I think that's important for my creativity to like have like a little thing there that reminds me of my childhood.
1: I love that. <laughs> you know, y- wow. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. take, yeah. That's lovely. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Environments. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. This is fun. Yeah. Well.
0: Well. Till next time, again. Until next time, and change up your environments.
1: Yeah, dude. If you want help, we're here. <laughs>